From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Disney Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 203 for the week of October 10th, 2013. The Disney Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan a perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mulatto-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Mary Jo has the next part in our Southern California 101 series, and Michael interviews animator Rob Fendler. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Diz Sports Start of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hey, hello. Hey, hi there, hi there. How's it going, everyone? Happy October. Hey, hey. October. No, it was happy October last week. I know, but, you know, it's just one of those things. It really feels like October. The weather's starting to chill up a little bit around here. I went here. to the Halloween party, yeah. so I guess it was October. See? And and for those on the boards that were asking about sold-out parties, there are lots of them sold out, but there's one way that's a possible possibility of getting a ticket is if you are a guest at one of the three Disneyland, ho- three Disneyland Resort hotels, any of the extra tickets on the last day that they've set aside for VIPs or anything like that, those are released to the hotels 6 a.m. the day of the party. Oh, that's so, good to so know. So you go, go, don't go to the concierge or guest services at the hotel. Go to your front desk and ask if any tickets are available at the last minute for the Halloween parties. And so I was able to get one at the last minute. And, but then the, f- the fireworks were canceled and I was sad. Oh. We're going tomorrow night, I, I, so I'm hoping, and it's sold out. Oh wow! We're taking our granddaughter very nice. again, oh. so she's very excited. It's all she talks about. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. I think it should be better, Michael, because um, the um, Santa Ana winds are over. When Tom went, they were just yeah. starting, and so they messed up a lot of the um, the water shows and bad. fireworks. Yeah. yeah, it was. We were there on Saturday, and it was really windy. Boy. It's even been um, breezy up here. We don't get the Santa Ana winds, but we get the Delta winds, right. and they've been pretty strong. Here, the air quality has been horrible. My son's asthma has been acting up like crazy. Sa- Sunday was gorgeous in Disneyland. Nice. Um, let's talk about some Dismeet type thingies going on. Don't forget about Podcast Cruise 5.0. That's out, out of ways. That's November of 2014. Uh, November 30th, 2014, a seven-day trip on the Magic, going to the Western Caribbean. Uh, Dizapalooza, that's coming up soon. That's a couple months, less than a couple months away. That's December 6th. I will be there. I want to see you there. That is at Disney Hollywood Studios in Florida. Uh, after the park closes uh, in Pixar Place, so we'll have access to Toy Story, Midway Mania, food, characters, balloon animals. Dancing Girls, maybe not Dancing Girls, but... There are a uh, lot of fun. Not only do you get to go on um, the ride multiple number of times, mm-hmm. but you get to see the Diz, all our Diz friends and, right. and you know... And make new friends, Diz friends. And make, exactly. It's a great way to make friends that tend to be um, lasting. Mm-hmm. So. Um, also, there's a meet, uh, Give Kids a World fundraising meet coming up in Delaware. That is November 1st through the 3rd. Um, and the deadline to sign up for that is coming up on the 16th of October, so uh, they asked me to mention it, so I 
did. Also, we have a Dizzer that would like to plan a meet, but she doesn't, she wants some help, and she wants people to help, you know, to, as a group plan a meet. She's in Arizona and is thinking of doing some kind of Old West meet. So there is a, I will put a link in the show notes, but there's a thread on the, on the podcast boards under the Give Kids World Fundraiser subforum asking if anybody's in Arizona and would like to help plan a meet. Um, I think it would be a lot of fun. Maybe we can get out there and go, go to it. So if you are in Arizona or in that area and want to help plan a Old West meet, uh, look up Nicole on the boards and see if you can help her out. Do you know what her name is on the boards? Um, I don't off the top of my head. Okay, we'll we'll find it when we I go to that. Gonna yeah, say, I'll, I'll, I know what her Twitter uh, name is. Yeah, but I can I can put a link in the show notes. But in fact, speaking of Nicole, can I oh, can yeah. I pop in with the housekeeping? Or should we save that for the for the would it for the for the for the for the what was going to say when we do the healthier <laughs> segments? Segments. Oh, that Nicole. That Nicole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, we all know who Nicole is. And Blake 05. Yes. There we go. Um, yeah, go ahead and mention it, and then we'll we'll get, maybe get into more detail when we do our health. Yeah, our definitely. Less, Nicole was Nicole was really great and sent me a wonderful email with some extra advice on the healthier options segment. She is a personal trainer. And so um, she wanted to give also a few things about um, going on vacation. And she gave us some really cool facts that we should, you know, I was really surprised at, like, how many calories is actually in a turkey leg. You want to hear? No. Yeah. 1,093 calories in a Disney turkey leg, and the pork shank has, the brand new pork shank has 1,801. Ouch. And we always say, share the turkey leg. Mm -hmm. Well, there's totally another reason. But we can share those tips, yeah, in our next um, healthy option segment, which will be downtown Disney in the hotels. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, Nicole. Yay. Um, Any other housekeeping? Um, I have a couple. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, no, I have one, and this is just sort of for folks who uh, have the Premier Pass. Um, I want to give them a heads up if you've bought your Premier Pass at Disney World and some issues you're going to run into when you come out to Disneyland. Um, in the past, we've I've always gotten my Premier Pass at Disney World, you know, because I upgrade my Disneyland Premium right. Pass, and that has never been a problem. I've been able to use it at Disneyland without any problems until this year. Um, when I went to Disneyland a couple of weeks ago with my shiny new Premier Pass that I'd bought at Animal Kingdom on Diz Cruise 1.0, um, it did not work. It wasn't recognized, so we had to call over a supervisor. And apparently this is a recognized problem that with now that they have the uh, – well, the, uh, yeah, well, it de- sort of depends who you talk to. But, yeah, that seemed to be the – the one story I heard over and over again was that because of the RFID, they have a new their ticketing system just isn't compatible with Disneyland's ticketing system. So and they claim it's that barcode. I know they claim that Florida was supposed to send over a file. Yeah, well, it, again, depending upon who you talk to, there is there there is a file, there is no file. So um, 
what so what they did was they issued me a a, a um a, a one day park hopper and i oh. had to do that every single day um, that i went in also it did not work with getting discounts at restaurants or at the shops so they always had to get a, a supervisor's override i was very popular in those lines mm-hmm. um sure. and <laughs> so so they took down the my number and my name and all that and they said they were going to call florida to get the um file so monday we call the annual pass um, members office and of course they know nothing about this so they um my my wife did all the phone calling because she was going to have the same issue because we're going tomorrow and um so it went back and forth for two days it took to get our premium passes into the Disneyland system because I couldn't register online, you know, on my profile at Disneyland.com or anything. And so, base, and then what really got me is they finally got us into the system. So it, what really got me though is is that the the cast member was very nice, but he made it sound as if. He he literally used the words how he was creating magic by doing this, and that this is not nine hundred and seventy nine dollars. Yeah, yeah. We we Carol mentioned that a few times about how we're paying a thousand dollars. We really expect our passes to work, and um, you know that we're premier pass holders. We expect some premier service, and um, but he really made it sound like this was a one off putting us manually into the system. So I don't know if that's true or not, but I just would give folks a heads up that if you're coming out to Disneyland, you might want to give, uh, and you know you have a Premier Pass purchased at Disney World, you might want to give the um, Disneyland Annual Pass Members Office a call, and that's 714-781-PASS, that's 781-PASS, and see about getting yourselves into the system. Give them your, um, you know, your barcode number on your pa- premier pass and all that. And maybe you can circumvent some of the issues we went through. Now, the last two times I've bought mine in California, and then when I got to Florida, I had to activate it at a at a ticket window. But it only took a minute. I mean, they just had right. to punch a button. Um, the last time I was there, they had just started the RFID, and it was optional whether or not you got that, and I chose not to. They so didn't ask us. Why. They just issued us a card. Yeah. And so it looks like, like it looks like March the regular. Yeah, it, it looks like just the regular Premier Pass. So it may be now there's no longer an option. Yeah. Anymore because they all have the turnstiles. Right. So so you know they talk about one Disney parks, but I guess when it comes to the Premier Pass. Yeah. They're not quite there yet. All right, Mary Jo? Just uh, really quickly, on Club 33, I had said in an earlier podcast that they were going to stop serving lunches. Well, they're going to continue serving lunches. It's the buffets that have been stopped. So you can still make your reservations for Club 33 lunch or dinner. And I was talking to some members recently, and they told me that it's going to be closing on January 6th. And Angel's Court was open as of last Sunday and may be closed by now. Yeah. So we took, we took some, um, some pictures there. Um, I, a lot of people were taking pictures, yeah. one final picture there. So, um, also I took pictures of the sidewalk, the 3D 
Sidewalk Chalk Art. So check my Facebook page and and Twitter pictures to check that out. It was really cool. They even had where you could stand and take your picture so it would come out 3D. Nice. So I thought that was neat. Yeah. And it was um, just uh, by Monday, they had been drawing this on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday it was going to all be gone. So it's one of those limited time magics that come and go. And you're if you see it when you're there, good. If not, well... Keep keep an eye out for other things that are going to be happening. Since you mentioned Twitter, we want to make sure on our show notes page there's links to all five of our Twitter accounts and our Facebook pages. So be sure to to follow us and friend us and all of that. Um, We have brand spanking new Diz Unplugged buttons. So Mm -hmm. when some of us are in the parks, we may post, hey, come meet us in the parks and we'll give you a button. Plus, we're just fun friends to have on Facebook. Yeah. And don't forget to write us iTunes reviews. Oh, sorry. Your turn. Mary Jo. No, I was just going to say thank you to, was it Sean and that designed the Oh, yeah, Sean and Craig put those together. Sean and Craig. So thanks, guys. And when I get my buttons, I'll be giving them out at the Walt Disney Family Museum. So our Northern California listeners, um, look for me there. Yeah, we have actually a, a, a pretty good group of folks, listeners, who go to the museum. Nice. Cool. Um, any other housekeeping? Uh, yeah, since we talked about um, the brand new opened uh, market house on Main Street, the Starbucks, um, we actually went in and grabbed a cup of coffee, and I was actually pretty pleased. Um, the traffic flow in there is completely different now right. that it's been opened up. Right. They did... Um, they route you in. There's actually someone greeting you at the beginning of the queue to figure out where you need to route towards and if you need to go into a different area. Um, but it splits into two. It's got a number of stations for you to take your order. It's got one of the things I thought was really kind of cool about it is it's got, um, you know, a central grab and go like in California Adventure. They have that, um, the cold station where you can pick up drinks, sandwiches, things like that. It has bakery cases on either side of the line and I found that the mix of treats that were served there were definitely about half normal routine Starbucks fare and half Disney special items. So you could still get the holiday pumpkin cupcakes that we're all a big fan of with the cream cheese icing in the middle. You can get the Mickey cookies, the bat cookies. Um, pretty much, I'd say it's half and half. And then they do actually have the Starbucks breakfast sandwiches if you are familiar and have one of those kinds of Starbuckses near you. That serves the breakfast sandwiches. Some Nancy, cool, other, yeah. Did Did you notice if they heat up the um, cinnamon rolls or not? I didn't order a cinnamon roll, so I don't know. I didn't see I that when I was there, so I don't. I don't. Something for us to to look into. But you know what? They created an absolutely adorable um, sitting nook where the old book nook used to be in the, uh, the Disney Anna store. Yeah, 
it, it's gorgeous. It's um, paneled and has all kinds of antique feeling into it. And then one of the other cool things is, is they kept the big antique um, grinding wheel. Oh, okay. Or whatever the big. Yeah, what is that? Oh, it's a mill wheel. Yeah, it's a small mill wheel from Philadelphia. Um, And they put a coffee grinder, an antique, literally an antique coffee grinder is mounted into the center of the wall behind the, in the cast members prep area. And they kept the telephones. Yeah, so that was you can cool. still go into the market house and listen to the conversations. There's not any little signs on them like there used to be that says pick up the receiver and listen to an 1840s conversation, party line conversation or whatever, 18 or whatever 1800s. 90s or something, yeah. 1890s, that's right. I knew it was something like that. Um and I think they actually added another one or two. There's um one immediately to the left as you come in where it used to be. Then there's another um, one all the way in the back where you pick up your beverages on the left side. There's one on the right side where you pick up the beverages, and then there's one in the back room. So, very cool. Because there used to only be like three out, weren't there? I don't know. Yeah, it seems to me. I it looked to me like there were more phones than there were before. To me yeah. Also, and I like that they still have the chest. Uh, the barrel where you can play chess. Mm-hmm. So people who are visiting, they can sit there and play a game of chess. And I don't know about checkers, but I know chess. Not chess. Excuse me. Checkers. checkers yeah. Not chess. The volume of the queue line looks kind of daunting when you first come in. I think the the one in California Adventure is a little nicer as far as that goes. It doesn't, you know, that the volume of those queues don't hit you as hard in uh, California Adventure as it does here. Because it starts literally at the at the corner of the store and and fans out. So, but I I like it. It they could have done a lot worse. They could have done a lot worse with it. Yeah, I'm I'm disappointed that the birth birthday cake room that I talked about two shows back is is gone. Yeah, and um, I would have made the paneling though the same throughout that nice rich dark wood paneling they have in the book nook. I would yeah. have made that. In the whole market house, it's sort of weird how the paneling in the in the market house area is light colored, and then you have the dark, rich. Yeah, I know in the that. book nook. But in the book nook, it seems just so much more cozy back there, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why they did it. it. It maybe that's their throwback to the old market house, since the old market house was that dark wood. I kind of like that in the back of the of that book nook. There's a little door, and it has Mister um, P. Mr. Peavity's bookseller, like a little door where this little bookseller would be working in his little back room, and there's one of those old-fashioned telephones by that, too. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool, a neat touch to that room. I love the light fixtures. The yeah. main, um, the light fixtures over the central area are just gorgeous. So, lots of visual. Awesome. Uh, don't forget, if you want to get oh. hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast.wdwinfo.com. Uh, if you want show notes, links to anything we talk about, that is at disunplugged.com. You can also find links to any of our past shows at disunplugged.com. Time for the news, and let's go to Tony. It's official. Disney Parks have firmed up their new disabled guest program. No more rumors, 
This is the official statement and the official news. The new Disability Access Service Card, which is launched at Disney's two Anaheim parks, will replace the guest assistance card that company officials said was suffering from widespread abuse. We are modifying our current guest assistance card program so we can continue to serve the guests who truly need it and for whom it was intended, said Meg Crofton, president of the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts Operation, in a written statement. Word of the changes first came in September. Soon, online petitions started asking Disney to keep the assistant cards in place. A MoveOn.org petition had 1,172 signatures, while a Change.org petition had 4,684. They said changing the program would be difficult for at least some disabled guests. Before, guests with disabilities were given a card that allowed them and up to five guests to bypass the regular queue to most rides. Now, disabled guests will use a program similar to the park's FastPass system. When disabled guests enter a park, they can get a disability access service card that will include his or her picture at guest services. Hmm. For each ride, disabled guests or someone they are with will have to go to the kiosks throughout the park to get a time to bypass a ride's line. They will only be able to get a time for one ride at a time, but can use the card in conjunction with the FastPass system to get a second ride lined up. Under the law, Disney officials said they still will not be able to ask guests for proof of a disability. There will be five kiosks in Disneyland. In California Adventure, there will be four. Disneyland officials are promising that guest relations will work to meet each individual's needs. To further help, Disney Parks will publish a guide for guests with cognitive disabilities later in October. The book will explain how people with cognitive disabilities like autism can best enjoy the park. Our new program is designed to provide the special experience our guests have come to expect from Disney and help us discourage growing abuse, Crofton said. We have long recognized and accommodated guests with varying needs and will continue to provide assistance that is responsive to their unique circumstances. Comments? We're going to experience it tomorrow when we go to Disneyland because Carol is in, um, you know, she uses an electric scooter to get around the parks. But I believe if you're in a wheelchair or a scooter, you don't have to use this system. Is my is what I read a right, while back. Right. That's typically yeah. If yeah, if you're already in a wheelchair or ECV, then yeah, you, I you, think Carol will still get the card. Okay. But yeah, I'm glad they're doing something addressing it. I, it they may have to tweak it, but glad they're at least doing something. Not everybody's glad they're doing something, but I think what's going to happen is you know it's it's Disneyland's going to see how it works out, and they're just I think they're just going to keep fine-tuning it so that they can be fair to the people who really need it because there's going to be um and we've seen we've seen the the threads on the boards and we've heard julie talk on on um, the orlando show that there are some people who just aren't going to understand having to come back right and i think that you know hopefully they'll train the cast members you know on a case-by-case basis for those, they, they just needed, you know, it's the, the, like almost everything, the people who take advantage, um, ruin it for everybody else. Yeah. You know, make it harder for everybody else. Yep. Okay, and our second story Disneyland Resort dining reservations are now online. If you love dining at the Disneyland Resort, beginning October 3rd, you can make dining reservations online. This new service will make it easier than ever to book a meal at your favorite restaurants in Disneyland and Disney California Adventure Parks, at the Downtown Disney District, and at the hotels of the Disneyland Resort. With the new online booking option, the dineatdisneyland.com email reservation service, 
will no longer be offered. But those wishing to make a reservation over the phone can still call 714-781-DINE. Remember that Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, Pirates League, and Studio Disney 365 reservations are not available online. Guests wishing to book those experiences should continue to call 714-781-STYLE. Also, as part of their continuous effort to provide consistent guest service, beginning October 3rd, guests who make or adjust reservations for that date or beyond will be required to provide a credit card when making a reservation for table services, table service restaurants, both those owned and operated by Disney as well as their operating participants. Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, Pirates League, or Studio Disney 365. A fee of $10 per person will be applied if a guest does not show their reservation or if the reservation isn't canceled the day before. Canceling your reservation should be easier with the new online service. Simply log in to make cancellations right there. Yay. So, Carol, are you? Does it say how... I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was gonna say, does it say how, um, how much in advance, like, can you still book online same day, or can you? It doesn't specify. Cause I know with the phone service, it's like within a one hour window right. or something like that. It doesn't Before specify. Before 3 p.m. Yeah. But what's interesting is I'm trying to make a reservation live. Isn't this exciting? And, um, I can only go up to December 5th. That's correct. 260 days. Oh, well. Yep. That's, that's the same I as the phone. I was testing you. Hmm. <laughs> what were you going to say, Always, Michael? always the teacher. Well, Carol's no, that's already... me not listening, actually, yeah. but to my own article. Go ahead, Michael. Carol's already used it, and it was, she said it was really simple. We booked um, Goofy's Kitchen for this Sunday, and it, uh, she... It wasn't really working well on October 3rd, so she had to wait till October 4th to make the reservations, and it was effortless. It worked um, really well. Awesome. Yay. I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that there was as widespread a problem of people not showing up here, but in Florida there is. So, they're, and the, I think they're expanding their requirement too. It used to be just signature dining. Was a deposit. Now every every reservation is is not a deposit. A credit card on file. Now every I, reservation is a credit card. So I didn't hear um, if Tony mentioned it. So sorry, Tony. But what if somebody doesn't have a credit card? What do they do? You can't Does that mean that they can't make a reservation? Okay. Then all right. Oh wow! That's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. Well, there's a special event going on at Carrollwood Pacific over where um, Walt's Barn is. Mm-hmm. And on October 20th, David Bossert will be signing his new book, Remembering Roy E. Disney. Awesome. And um, this is a book about, you know, about Roy E. Disney who passed away um, a couple of years ago now. And it's filled with memory stories and artifacts about um, Roy E. Disney and has drawings candid photos, and um, Roy Disney's son, um, Roy Patrick Disney, will also be there. So this is on October 20th, 2013. So this is, um, for those of you who like Disney history, this is a good chance to visit Walt's barn and to get your book autographed as well. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. Mary Jo? Well, over in UCLA, um, they have a musical based on Walt Disney's life, and it's called When You Wish. And they 
This one is the, the Life of the Legendary Walt Disney Comes to Stage in a Dramatic New Musical, When You Wish. Animation pioneer and theme park visionary beloved by millions the world over. The link that we're going to have in the show notes is to Gold Star, which is giving um, a really good good discount. It's regularly $55 to $65, and the discount is 22 to $32.50. It's going to be going through the end of October. And I'll just do a little plug for the Bel Air Barn Grill. It's right down the street from UCLA. So if you can make it a Disney afternoon with a, with a show and a dinner. Yum. Excellent. Thank you. I will go next. Um, this one's in the someone famous from my part of the world category. Glee star Chris Colfer will be signing copies of his book, the Land of Stories, The Enchantress Returns, this Saturday, which is the 12th, um, at the World of Disney from 2 to 4 p.m. Uh, the Land of Stories brings readers on a thrilling quest filled with magic spells, laugh-out-loud humor, and page-turning adventure. Um, if you, per- you can purchase the book beginning at 9 a.m., 9 a.m., this again is at the World of Disney, you'll receive a voucher to return later for the signing experience. Uh, one signed item per guest, no personal items, subject to availability and time, and all of those restrictions apply. But if you're a Glee fan, that's would be kind of fun this weekend at the World of Disney. Well, I'm totally going to that because we have his first book, oh, okay. the first the first copy, and it is wonderful. Nice. Okay, that's he good. really has a nice feel for children's literature. So I, I recommend it as a must-do if you like fairy tales and and such like that, where kids all of a sudden find themselves on adventures. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. And, Nancy, it's your turn for Rapid Fire. Okay. Well, one of our favorite places, as you know, is uh, Ralph Friends Jazz Kitchen in yeah. downtown Disney. Mm-hmm. And they sent out um, an email not very long ago, I want to say just a few days, and they are having a bunch of fun events. The one that struck us the most was Hollywood Confidential, an interactive murder mystery show. Have any of you guys ever been to one of, the, uh, one of those murder mystery shows and dinners? I have. Yeah, I have. They're so much fun. They are. So much fun. Well, this one is going to be on October 24th, and it starts at 6.30 p.m., the price is $79 per person plus tax and service charge, and it includes what they call a tray pass reception and a three-course dinner. And tray pass reception, of course, is, you know, appetizers. Um, they have a list of the items and menu, and it features some of their really great dinner things, as well as their uh, dessert of Creole Red Velvet Roulade, which I think some of us have had that before but yeah great um great list of menu items so that one's fun and if you haven't checked it out already this is the next one is an annual event they do which i have had fun with and did a blog on a while back it's the haunted gingerbread house workshops and so it is a obviously a building workshop they provide you with the kit and your price for the kit is $48, and it includes two seats at the event. So anybody can, um, an adult must accompany children under 12, 
So if you have two kids under 12, you should have two adults with them. Um, but at least I would want to do that because, let's face it, this can be a mess with all that black and orange icing. And they are huh. Saturday, October 26th from 12 to 2 and Sunday, October 27th from 12 to 2. And it'll take you a couple hours. Um, now, if you have extra children, like... You know, maybe you have two kids and you only want to buy one kit. You can purchase an additional seat for $12. And that basically includes a special treat for the kid, unlimited um, beverages, i.e. sodas. And they will have a special um, menu where you can buy food items. Oh, that's cool. So, um and we'll have the, um, you make the reservations through the Jazz Kitchen and um, advance payment by credit card. Refunds given only with a 72-hour notice from the date selected. And I it's a good time. I got a ticket for it. I got t- I'm going to be going on Sunday with my nephews. And I got the, the one kit and I got the extra seat for me so the two boys can make the, oh, make the um, haunted cool. house. Mm-hmm. It's it's a blast. And what oh, biggest recommendation if you go, take some extra candy of your own. Oh. They give you kind of what's in the kit, but if you really want to have a great time and you'll see the people who do this every year, they bring their own bags of stuff, licorice, um you know, little pumpkins, the Malamel pumpkin kits with the cats oh. and everything. You know, the, all kinds of things, anything you would want to put on it goes. And then the third thing they uh, they remind us about is every Thursday at 9 p.m. in the Flambeau Room, they have the Blazing Pianos of California. And they have a late night nibbles menu that goes with it, full bar, especially cocktails, and no cover charge. So they recommend coming early for dinner and staying for the show. Cool. I think you, Nancy. Uh, Tony? Okay, I know Tom's a big fan of Vine. So, oh, sure, yeah. Can you explain what Vine is, Tom? Vine is a six-second video that just repeats over and over and over again. Okay, that you... It's, it's a, a service. It's an app, it's an app, for, it's your, an app. I, for your smartphone. Okay. Well, Disney is celebrating their own Disney Vine account with the launch of Vine Your Disney Side Contest. Um, Viners who tag their videos with the hashtag Disney Side Contest automatically enter their six-second clips for a chance to be revined on the Disney Parks Vine account. Selected videos will begin appearing on the channel in the beginning of October, with each featured filmmaker receiving $1,000. Wow. I know. I'm going to go just a bunch of six-second videos. Featured Viners will also receive the chance to win a vacation to Disneyland Resort or Walt Disney World Resort and an opportunity to secure a $10,000 commission to create a series of Disney side videos. For more information on the Vine Your Disney Side contest and to see the entire list of rules and regulations, visit DisneySideContest.com. Has anybody else played with Vine? Nah. It's really kind of fun because you, you bring it up and, and you have your screen and it's just a square video. And to, to you have six seconds worth, but it doesn't have to be a constant six seconds. So you you hold it, you hold your finger on the screen, and as your fingers on the screen, it starts recording. So then you can let it up. And so if you wanted to take you know a, a second of six different things, or two seconds of three different things, or it's just mix and match. And then, like I said, it just loops. 
So you kind of want to think about that too as you're doing it, you know, because the ending will go back to the beginning and it's, it's just fun to play with. And then you can attach it to your Twitter account or your Facebook account and share it with your friends. All right, that is Rapid Fire. Time for our thread of the week, Mary Jo. This week we have a thread from Twin Spirit. She's okay. been with us since uh, July of this year. And she was getting ready to go to Disneyland, and she said that her six-year-old daughter was an inch away for Indiana Jones. And she wanted to know what are the chances that her runners would give her that extra that she needs versus sandals. And then she thought maybe a folded napkin in the heel and um, kind of kidding, half kidding. And a lot of – I was really happy to see that, that – Did Dizzers the, uh, behave themselves? The scissors behaved themselves. Okay. It, for one thing, they were polite, and for another thing, pretty much everybody said, "Don't do that. No. Don't put that folded napkin in the heel." Um, but they did have some good advice for the children who were not quite there. You know, you have your child that that they kind of reach, but they don't. And they were saying that for um, children who are who are really there. To go in the morning because oh, yeah. after you've been walking during the day, um, either the kids are slouching spine or, you know, the spine compresses. Yeah, that's right, Nancy. And um, so where they might be tall enough to ride in the morning, they might not be in the afternoon. And so other people had other uh, recommendations. So I thought this would be a good thread for people to look at where they have those children that are just about at the line to get right. some good advice on the right way to get your child and then you have you know some of the some kids just aren't going to make it so there's also some advice on the thread of how to approach an attraction with your child so that they're not devastated right. when they find out they can't get on the ride because yeah. you know a lot of times never promise them never promise yep. them but sometimes we also kind of you know we we know that our kids are a little bit nervous so we build them up to get them ready to go on the ride. And so by the time they get their courage up, they're ready to go on this attraction, and then they're shot down by the cast member. Yeah. So um, there's some – I thought this was a really – I typically like to get discussion threads, but I thought that this one was pretty informative and in helping um, our listeners and fellow Dizzers um, appro- approach particular attractions right. with their kids. I don't know if they still do it, but I remember when West was almost tall enough for California they Screaming. Do. They they if they and they don't measure up, they will give them a little card. Yep. So that that you know with a little cute little logo on it. So when they are tall enough, they come back and it's it's like a fast pass for them and their family. Mm-hmm. Yep, we have a couple of those sitting around the house as a matter of <laughs> <Nice>. fact. For Lily. <laughs> Of course, she still gets chickened out, but, you know, what can you say? (laughs) Excellent. Thank you, Mary Jo. And we'll be sure to put a link to that in the show notes if you want to get those tips. Thank you, everyone, for sharing today. That is going to do it for this segment of the Dizz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.